Need to hear one of our shows again? We've got them on podcast. Go to fmmoneytalkradio.com, scroll down to Podcast on Demand, pick your show, and it's on. Podcast on fmmoneytalkradio.com.
it's lunchtime and the Brooklyn Cafe is open for business. Live from the Brooklyn Cafe studios, Dawn and Freddie S. and their team are ready to serve up a huge portion of fun for lunch with friends and neighbors. So let's break open that lunch pail and unwrap that sandwich you brought and take a front row seat at the Brooklyn Cafe and get ready to enjoy some humor and hot topics. It's time to get a healthy serving of hope and happiness to help your day go by with a smile. Your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S., are ready to talk about food, health, dating, or just plain dream making. If you have a story to share, or a movie review, restaurant critique, or just a coincidental thing that happened to you, call in free, 888-994-4995 right now. Sit back and enjoy your lunch break at the Brooklyn Cafe. Here are your hosts, Dawn and Freddie S. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Brooklyn Cafe in a beautiful, cold Florida Tuesday. Chilly, chilly Tuesday. Steve Gubb, you can tell by my clothes, it's a little chilly down here. Steve Gubb, I got my hot underwear. You plug it in and it keeps you toasted. How do you come up with this stuff? I really had one of those. Slick, how does his brain even work? I don't even know. Come on, you guys never heard of plugging underwear? Come on, really? 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 Yeah. You plug it in. No, no, you plug the underwear in and it keeps you toasty. Really? It could take, keep a whole lot of toasties, all I can tell you. Hold on. I'm going to tell you. Steve, how do you know Steve is watching? I don't know, but he always watches to see my clothes. Now, I got to tell you something. I got to tell you. I get excited. I get excited when Tina comes with Michael, and they change the memorabilia, memorabilia on the, in the studio. And I got to tell you, this piece right here, I don't know if you can see that because of the lights, has a huge story. Huge story for me. Huge. Huge. What is it? This Not is the story, Ralph what is the picture? Branca and Bobby Er shot heard Bobby Thomas. Thompson. Shot heard around the world 10 1951. Now this is the shot where he hit the home run and Branca served up the pitch. Fastball down the heart of the plate to the inside, and this shot won it. I think it was for the Giants or whatever. But I grew up knowing Ralph because his son dated my ex-wife's sister. His son dated your ex-wife? Your, okay, your sister-in-law. My sister-in-law, yes. But I didn't know for six months that... He was Bronca. He used to be a wrestler for the WWF at the Meadowlands. And I used to go with him because he, he was the referee. And he, get, he used to get thrown around, the rock, all these guys were there. Um, the Irish Pusky, all of them. And I got to know them because I went to the gym. I used to hang out at the gym and lift weights with them. So this is a long story. Yeah, a long time ago. But this Ralph Branca, this guy, shot heard around the world. And I got to meet him. And I said to him, let me ask you a question, Einstein. The biggest game, why did you didn't throw the breaking ball? And he says, I get asked that a lot. But I heard they were stealing signs. Now, you know, when you go in. What do you mean stealing signs? In other words, somebody gave him and let him know that the fastball was coming. Oh. It's the same thing that the Houston Astros just got banged out for. They had a garbage can. 
and they used to bang it once for a fastball and two for a curveball. They had cameras, they had spies all over the stadium watching the catcher's fingers. Remember I was telling you we used to put nail polish white for the fingers? So if you know what's coming, your chances of hitting the ball increase. So Ralph Branca hit through that fastball. This guy hit it. The game was over. Shot hurt around the world. Made the two of them super famous. One famous that way and the other one famous this way. So Ralph goes around the country now signing autographs and stuff like that. But it's amazing because he brings this into the studio. Brought he, a lot of great pieces in he, the Beatles. He, I mean, I feel like, Freddie, this was a tribute to you today. Well, he All also brought pieces? the Miracle on Ice signed by every player. We just talked about that yesterday. And we talked about that, except... Did you know we did? No. Yes, except the coach, Herb Brooks. He died before he signed that. We He's had the Lena. only one. Yeah. So, Lena, if you're watching... I got what we were talking about. Lena Sosa, that's how things happen here. You talk about it and poof, we were just talking about Miracle on Ice. We know your brother loves the Beatles. One of the reasons that we have the recording studio. And now, shot heard around the world. Really? Who are you? Branca. Holy and I, and smokes. I know him. This is like Freddy Day is all I can tell you. I'm a t I am so giddy right now because that piece has brought back so many memories. You got to remember... When I got married to Susan, I was 21. My goodness. And I met him when I was 22. And I went, I used to go to Shea Stadium. I was a big uh, baseball fan. Today's the anniversary of the MLB, according to Dawn, on your 45 years. 145 years. Again, amazing that we got this in. And I was, I'm going to put it in the lobby along with a 1949 television that's up for sale. All of this is to help hugs and smiles, and Tina's in studio today. But that 1949 TV, I, had I almost started crying because my parents had a TV say, similar, love it. similar to that. But I had the bigger one. You That's remember having a TV one. like that? Really? It didn't. It didn't work. <laughs> they had a TV on top of a TV. You never knew that about Spanish people. They don't work. You just they have the one that away. doesn't work. It holds the big, the bigger one. It's like the, the table. <laughs> and that TV was on top of the bigger one, and it had rabbit ears. And this thing is a throwback to my childhood. Now you got to remember, I was a kid from '62. I was born in '69. I see the Miracle Mets win, the Jets, the Knicks, and this guy keeps bringing it on. So he has a picture of Earl the Pearl. Monroe, who played for the 72 Knicks, 69 Knicks, when they won the championship, I think it was 72 or 69, I don't remember, and that team had all sorts of great players, and he has a picture of Earl with all the Knicks players, Don Nelson's, they had all the great players on one picture signed, unbelievable, man, he has treasures, and a old guy like me, you begin to look back at treasures, and you begin to say, wow, I remember when he has a, a, um, uh, a book from the Rangers when they won the cup, the magazine they gave out in the stands when the, when the Rangers won that night. And I ran out in the streets with a thousand or 10,000 shirts that I bought, remember, for a dollar. And I sold them for a hundred dollars on East Tremont. That's JLo, she used to hang out there. East Tremont, I sold those shirts. Across the highway, people were stopping 
screaming, throwing toilet paper all over the place because we won the cup. And he has the magazine, the little, uh, the, 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 what do they call that when you go to a game and they give you the little book? Souvenir? A pamphlet? Like a pamphlet type yeah. of deal, like a playbill type of deal. And he has the book. <gasps> I'm going to tell you, I'm a, I almost mugged the man. There's so many great pieces. They're going to rehang them. A lot of great Beatles pieces. What's that big piece over there? They have Casablanca. Casablanca, too. Wow. Unbelievable. Vinny, I think we've got a guest logging in, so just let us know when she logs in also. But the amazing thing, and, and Tina, why we wait for the guys? Why don't you pick up a mic? The amazing thing is that Tina Weiss from Hugs and Smiles, you've brought in a couple of artists in here. One of them is my friend here, Max. <laughs> um, and, and Michael was putting together his stuff. He brought this stuff in from New York for us. And he loves it here. He says this is the home for his pieces. I need more room. Can you get me more room? <laughs> he's like, how much can we kind of fill on my wall is what he says. I know. I don't know where we're going to put that big piece. That's going to go up there. I get it all organized. I already called Lewis to come and hang some more woods for me because, you know, some of these pieces that he has are New York. And here I am in Florida, and it brings back childhood. And it brings back when, before even my kids were born. And it brings back some of the things that I went through. And I'm going to tell you, I haven't told you all my stories. I know. I got stories, man. You got war stories. I took yeah. Freddie. <laughs> I took Freddie to a Rangers game for his birthday. Aww. And there was a puck. And I bought a hockey puck. I bought it in the souvenir store. And I ran from the bathroom, from the souvenir store, I ran because I left them sitting, and I ran. I said, Freddie, Freddie, look what I got. And I scuffed it up. And he looked at me and went, <gasps> I said, yeah, they shot it in over the glass, and I caught Aww. it for you. And I hope he's not watching. He still doesn't know <laughs> that I bought that puck at the souvenir <laughs> store. That's hilarious. Oh, That's that a true hilarious. story, man. What? You were the hero. You were the, he says, know. and he slept with the puck. He showed it to all his friends. <laughs> he slept with it for months. Aww. And then I took him, the next year, I took him to a New York Knicks basketball game. I took him to a beautiful dinner, just me and him, in a limo. Then I took him to Madison Square Garden. We took the train back home because I didn't have that kind of money. And, um, and he was amazed. And he says, wow, these are what professional athletes. Are. He must have been seven or eight. He says, these are what athletes. That's why Freddie loves sports. I didn't do this with Gio because he wasn't around for five years. And by the time he was five, I already moved on to other things. But it, it shows you some of the things that he has. He has the Walt Disney characters. He has all sorts of stuff, man, that it just brings back memories. Memories. Like when you were with your kids growing up, you said yesterday when we went to see Pampolani in that thing, at that meeting, that there was a, a water park. A water park. And they broke back memories. I noticed you parked there because we got lost. You parked there and right by the water park. Do you remember some of the things that went on in the day? Sure. Actually, one of our producers got banned from that water park. Who? She's not here at the moment, but she went to the Lazy River, and apparently they've been kicked out for drinking underage. She's now 25, so does that tell you how long ago she was kicked really? out of the Lazy River? Yes. Who's that? Teddy. There's like a, a ban of warning. She cannot come into the. I don't even know if the park's open anymore, but yeah. They long forgot that. That uh, was the water park days. That's hilarious. That's like slick. Aren't you banned in like 15 different restaurants? 
<laughs> you are right. I'll say like skating rinks and all that. I just yeah, I was just yeah. I, I just tested the waters at place public places like this, you know. Skating rinks. Skating rinks. What was the name of the author we had in here? I love With the book rink. from Which New one? York. And she used to talk about uh, skate uh, roller roller rink no skate key. Up Amy? in Amy. Amy. Amy Minty. Minty. Yes. We used to hang out at um, skating rink. At a skating rink called uh, Skate Key in the Bronx. Drive-in theater at the Bronx. We used to hang out there too. The D Cowboys. Brings wow. back wow. memories. Wow! I gotta write a book. Vinny is our guest on. All right. Did she confirm Hopefully with you? Skating rinks come like, back. Yeah. You know. Check and see. All right. Let's take a commercial break. When we come back, let's talk about some of these amazing pieces. We're going to go in with Slick and talk about Black History Month. We've got Hector here. He's got some. Yummies for Saturday's episode. He made some potstickers. Excellent. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. Stay tuned, and we will be right back. At Carmen Care Advanced Laser Therapy, our professional team specializes in finding the best alternative laser therapy treatments for your painful conditions. Do you suffer with chronic pain, a post-traumatic injury, or simply looking for the benefits of cell rejuvenation to the skin? Schedule a consultation today to understand how photobiomodulation can help reduce your symptoms, reduce or even eliminate pain. Give us a call today, 561-405-9577. We focus on treating you who has a disease, not a disease that defines who you are. Contact Carmen Care Laser Therapy today, 561-405-9577 or CarmenCareLaser.com. Palm Beach County, Broward County, and Day County. Want to see if you can have a good night, but not end up being the driver? Just contact Hey Mr. DJ Limo Service. Their limo service spreads out through all through the Tri-County area. And Nick and his staff is ready to accommodate from drop off to pick up. When it comes to limo service, they are the major key. Nick and his staff has what you need to make it a good night. Hey, Mr. Limo, we practice our slogan with social distancing and luxury. So instead of calling Uber or Lyft, call Hey, Mr. DJ Limo Service. Their number is 561-418-9929. Get a quote today. And remember, it's Hey, Mr. DJ. Turn it up. Welcome to Lost Harbor Spirits, a world where pirates inspire our spirits. Treasures remain undiscovered, and flavors are infused with the essence of mysterious voyages. We invite you to join us on our journey inspired by the undiscovered Spanish fleets lost in the 1600s, the treasures that have been buried with them, and of course, the lost harbors that remain abandoned on the foggy coasts of Florida. Proudly distilling in West Palm Beach, Lost Harbor Spirits is a true treasure waiting to be discovered. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. 
Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. I'm going to tell you, Vinny's weird. I love having Vinny. He was like, oh, do I come? Do I not come? I'm glad. You know, yesterday we had, what, 10? Today, and then there were three. I know. The the cold weather. They're like the boys in the the house. This section of the show is brought to you by... The Artful Dodger. The Artful Dodger. And you would think that this is the Oliver Twist version, but it's not. It's the grown-up version. In Philadelphia, he copied the name from something that he used to be associated with up there. We got two complimentary tickets, two drinks. If you call us up at... 888-994-4995-STUDIO A. We will give you the two tickets and you can say hi on the air. show is also brought to you by... Hey, Mr. DJ, Nick, the DJ driver. Yes, hey, Mr. DJ. And hey, Mr. DJ, you can contact him at 561-148-9929. Set up your limo ride? Yes, set up your limo ride for your significant other because it is on top of Black History Month, Love Month. So It's the Love Month. It's the Love, love Month. month. Valentine's yes. Day. If anyone wants to know what we were doing for Valentine's Day here. We got to do something. Let's we, get the marshmallow. We can do a limit date here, you know? Like now, I, I got to just say that we opened up the show with Surrender from, what's her name? Kavila. Kav- I can't Kavila remember. Hendricks. Mrs. Hendricks. Mrs. Hendricks. Kavila. <laughs> Beautiful song from Surrender. You can see it on Apple TV, on Spotify, all over the place. <laughs> and I understand that the Slickster is going to call Mr. DJ and yes. have a surprise dinner. Surprise. Awaiting, maybe, Ho- perhaps. Hopefully, maybe, perhaps, if she takes the invitation, you know. Well, if. maybe, if not, we'll do a drawing. If you call in, if you're the fifth person to call in, Mr. GJ hey, and the Slicks that will pick you up and take you to dinner. Most definitely. What dinner places? Oh, take it to Crazy Uncle Mike's. Yeah. Or grapes. Oh. Great. Mm. I think grapes. grapes. I think grapes would be grapes, a great grapes idea. Grapes would be perfect. Yeah, Vinny's more of a Crazy Uncle Mike's. Crazy. <laughs> grapes is kind of the romantic kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's too, too the much. The cheeses, the um, charcuterie board. The charcuterie board, yes. exactly. Tina, have you ever been to Grapes in Fort Lauderdale? I have not. Really? Really? Oh, you got to check it out. That's a nice place to park. Lenore Nolan Ryan. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. I t- I'll give you a pack also. of Ritz. You take it that with you. She'll know exactly <laughs> who sent you. <laughs> a pack of Ritz, you know, Ritz crackers. Yep. <laughs> That'd be wow. Freddie. I have a pack. I give people, it's the small ones. I give people a pack of Ritz. She goes down, you go down there with it. She says, somebody gave me, tell me to give you this. Freddie sent you, come. Let me put you in the VIP booth. That's what she told me. It's a beautiful place. We have a guest on the VMix. Let's bring our guest over. Let's go to three. Let's go to a tree. Yeah, yeah, that would be correct. You met Jennifer over the weekend? Yes, I did. And Jennifer, I met, let me set this thing up. I met her because she talked about psychology today. And I said, you know, we're all a little nutso to begin all. I said, why don't we get Jennifer on the air so that we can sort of talk a little psych. Remember, we wanted to do a psych segment, remember? And our psych sort of blew. Well, it got a little depressing. We used to do it every Monday. And it got a little bit sad every Monday to walk in. What did we call it? Manic Monday. No, it was like something... It was like something that was not inspiring. So Manic Monday. If, as soon as we can bring Jennifer over, even if it's a tube, there she is. Hey, Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer. Hi. 
How are you? How are you? you? Slick, can you turn that up a little bit? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Now, Jennifer's doing this from her car. From yes? her car? Well, are you in your car today? It's like a makeshift. She's in a makeshift studio. Yeah. Should I just make it white? But there you go. Now it makeshift all <laughs> over her. There you go. And Jennifer, Jennifer, you tell us a little bit about what you do. Well, I'm a psychologist. That's good. Excellent. That studies people who tend to be happier. And it was founded by somebody named Martin Seligman, if anyone wants to look up his work. And if you would like to, I can just tell you a few tidbits, tricks of the trade that people who are happier tend to do. Okay. Tell One us. of them being savoring sunsets. Ah. Oh. And the reason being is because sunsets give off red and yellow light, which taps into the ventral striatum part of the brain that produces dopamine, which is associated with rewarding emotions, good feelings. That's one. Okay. Another would be altruistic behavior, which is doing good for others. And as you may know, sometimes random acts of kindness actually promote good feelings for the person being kind. Another one might be not holding grudges. Ah, oh, that's a good one. How do you do that, though? Finding forgiveness. How do you do that, Jennifer? The forgiver. How do you, how do you, we talked about this this morning. When people just continuously get under your skin and again and again and over and over and over again, and they never stop getting under your skin, how are you supposed to forgive them and move on? Okay, well, one exercise would be to imagine if that person was deceased and you were writing their eulogy. So you would actually pretend they no longer exist. How would it make you feel? What would you have to say about them? Does it have be, to be nice? I would be very happy. I'm, I'm <laughs> I've actually they, thought those thoughts I'm before. I'm glad they dropped dead because they get me sick. Get past some of the very negative emotions associated with somebody that gets under your skin. 
Wow. I mean, I have to write an encyclopedia. But then you think, well, they probably have loved ones, and their loved ones would be upset. So you think, oh, maybe I should be a little bit upset. But they just constantly, they gnaw at you over, and they know exactly what buttons to push. Well, sometimes we have to prepare ourselves and try to put a protective shell around ourselves so that we don't react. So quickly to somebody, we take a pause and maybe just for our own well-being, decide we're going to present a different behavior so that we can in turn receive a different behavior from somebody else. All right, what other, other tips? We've got the sunset, we've got altruistic behaviors, we've got forgiveness. Forgiveness. And now the most up-to-date latest studies are on savoring, savoring and the brain, savoring music, savoring positive emotions. Because in our society, our brain, we tend to pick apart failures and study failures. What happened, what we did wrong, what went wrong, savoring what went right. I love savoring that. that moment when something tastes amazing, something sounds amazing. Don't brush it off. Stay in that moment for a moment for a while, so that you can help your brain. You can train your brain to go to that area more readily. I love that. I love you know. I do that every morning in here. I try to set the tone by putting on music. Nobody likes what I play. But I put it on anyway. And I put it on loud. I like it loud, very loud, right? Get everybody going to up the frequency so that everybody can turn that page. Because I'm going to tell you, nobody had a rougher day than me yesterday. And I had to leave that all behind. And start again today. And start again today. But I hear what you're saying. The last one for me is key. Savoring? Savoring. It's like... You know, when I used to coach and kids used to win a championship, I used to stand back and I watched that. And that has been with me to even today. It wasn't about me. It's about them. It's about what they were doing. Same thing when the kids come in here and they put a production together. I savor it. My father used to say, you live life through the seconds, not the minutes. I've told you this time and time again. And that savoring one is the one that hits home, man. That is the key. It's like those pieces he brought in today. I savor those moments. I don't even know where these stories are coming from. But you do it. But it's amazing. You got stories. I've noticed that you've begun to let loose, Mother Goose, some of those stories from the background. Really? Uh-oh. And I think it's important to maintain that, that sanity because right, right today, everybody's very sensitive about everything. You go to Publix, they want to run you over with the carts. And I'm talking about 80 year olds. Slick. Oh, look at that. <laughs> like I tell you, sensitive. That's a nice picture, by the way. We have to hum a tune, a happy tune in our brain. Our brain is like our bicep, is like our tricep, is just like every other muscle. We can't forget to exercise it so that when stress occurs, we will revert to the area that is more beneficial and positive, not the area that makes us feel negative 
and aroused in a very bad way. Now you seem it's to be all very about creating pathways. You seem to be very calm. Now you're in Jupiter, correct? Jensen Beach. Jensen Beach. Which is pretty cold, I hear. You were in the thirties today. It's cold. It's cold. It's but I grew up, I was lucky, I grew up, my mother taught yoga from the time I was born. So I was trained in yoga. I taught yoga for many years. And I trained my body, my brain, the best I could to deal with life the best I can, like we all do. But the more tools we have, the more successful outcomes we will hopefully receive. Do you find like sometimes it's always that fight to stay positive? It's always that fight to feel good. It's not like you're slick, where you just kind of coast through life. At least that's how I feel. Like every moment is, all right, what am I dealing with now? I'm always, it's always putting out a fire. It's always, what's the next thing? What's the, what, what did Lena say? There's always another problem. We have the benefit. You get the benefit of another challenge. You get the benefit of another challenge. Not daily, minute by minute. This is what I was just having this conversation with Tina. But I don't, I don't see our, our youth being as affected, which I'm really glad about. But no, I feel like as I'm aging, you're more outwards giving out the effect. Um, it's more and they, more. They're more inwards giving out the effect. But I, I you know, it's interesting you say this because Tina right now is going through a metamorphosis for maybe the tenth time. But you're going through a highlight of what you're doing with hugs and smiles, and they're coming out of the woodwork now because things, the, uh, people are being more proactive and they are contacting you so you have to sort of pick where you're going to go first and everything else do you feel overwhelmed at times uh yes <laughs> i do and it's just really been pretty incredible you know when you start something like a, a charity for children every day it keeps growing and certain people come in at a certain time and certain people leave so there are people that have started with me who are no longer there because everything is growing so quickly so I believe the right partnerships will come. But I think we all have to go through our challenge first to get to where we are today. So we learn, hopefully learn from our mistakes. I'm sure we're gonna make plenty of others in the future because I know I do, I'm probably doing that every day. But I really wanna pick and choose who has the right heart, who has the right mission and vision along with helping children in need. And those are the partnerships that I want to really sustain and move forward with and also have a strategy to move forward with them. Now, I, w I was going to ask, how do you know the right strategy? Like, we had a phone call today that I had to bring Russ Johnson in to this meeting because this next deal that came to us, Ria Russ, is so huge that in all the years that I've done this, I've never seen anything this big. And it could overwhelm any, it overwhelmed him listening to the deal. And to me, it's just another challenge. Do I need 20 people to pull this off? I may need more than that, right? That's my, that's my challenge also right now. Because it's hands. And it's hands that you can trust. And then, as she was saying, you're going to have to take those aspects and you're going to have to say, okay, like I have to trust Slick. I got to trust Vinny, I got to trust Hector, I got to trust the girls when they come in here and they're doing their things. You got to put it in their hands because it's your dream. Right. 
I mean, think about this. You're giving your dream to somebody else help you get there. Do they drop the ball once in a while? Well, sometimes they don't even know what's going on. Or they don't do it the way you would have done it. Exactly. You got to wipe that off and say, okay, maybe Slick's way is better. You don't know, right? So you're going to have to rely on others to get to the promised land mm -hmm. and have confidence and drive them up. That's why I love changing that frequency. And again, where the hell is Tracy? It's about frequency. It's about belief. It's about getting it there, holding on to this thing. And when everybody's kicking you, you just got to stay strong. Now, did I crack yesterday? I cracked. I was very upset yesterday. Yeah. And, but I was upset because of what other people did and said. Not because of anything that went on in this place. These are outsiders, naysayers, people that challenge me every day. And they want to get in my grill. And I got a little angry. I got a lot angry. And I won't do that again. I won't do that again. I'm going to play this a different way. Because I can be just as tactful as they can. And it's a business. It ain't personal. It's a business. And you got to hold on to that. You got to think about that. Because the more success you have in things that you do, the more people are going to say, ah, don't do it that way. Do it this way. We're worthy exactly. when you need it, though. Exactly. I know. I've gone through that as well. And everybody's, you know, giving me advice of how to structure it. But I've learned something. Every time I really think with my heart, um, it comes out right. When I don't, because of everyone else's experience, quote unquote, that's where the trouble comes. But if I go with my gut feeling, I know it's, it's the only way to go. I hear you. And it's, it's true because she promised me a 1949 TV and it sits here. She says he's bringing the art, just hold on. Now he had to go to New York to get it and everything else, and it's here. So everything you said, you delivered, and I tip my hat, and you got Thank another, you got a blue chipper on mine from me to you. Thank and we got to get hugs and smiles out there. We got to get it going because you're only as good as your word. But exactly. the positive psychology is so important right now because, and I just said it this morning, the negativity is so palpable. It is so right there. You get a sore throat, you got COVID. You have a fever, you got COVID. You got this, you got COVID. I but broke then you a don't... fingernail, I got COVID. Whatever it is. I mean, people post, someone was talking about breastfeeding and she had mastitis, but she thought she had COVID. She thought she had the flu and she had mastitis, right? But everyone is in so much fear of what this could be that you think this is what it is. But how can we train our brain not to grasp that fear, but to grasp the positive? So instead of when you've got a scratchy throat going, I've had a scratchy throat for 50 years before and it was never COVID. It's a scratchy throat versus I'm going to die. I'm going to expose everybody. I can't see anyone. I need to go in isolation. And our brain takes us down this rabbit hole instead of thinking of the positives. Is there a way to train our brain positively to do something? Well, like I said, the various activities like you just described is a cascade effect where you think something negative and then all of a sudden it goes toward you have COVID and you're going to be on a ventilator. It's the same thing with music, sunsets, savoring art, choosing the right people. That also will produce a cascade effect in your brain so that you'll be able to pull yourself out of that 
That's what it is. Very effective tool which people that like to Google can look up. It's called the Pennebaker Studies. Pennebaker. Showing that journaling, writing it out, is extremely, extremely beneficial for organizing our thoughts so that we can check how rational we're being or not being and will help us to really organize the way that our brain is operating. Is it helping us to make good decisions or is it making us be risky, be negative, and detrimental to our own mental health with extreme thoughts not based in evidence? You know, that's interesting she said that. Do you think that being politically correct, which is the new norm, is healthy or unhealthy? And, and let me explain. If you're politically correct, but you don't feel like you should be, is that healthy? If you're going to say what the truth as opposed to what you should be saying, is that healthy? No, honestly, I think when you erupt and you get angry, it's healthier than what I do. What do you mean? When you get upset with someone, you yeah. tell them like it is. It's this, this, and this. You use a, a whole nother Freddie language, <laughs> but you tell them. Me? I don't say a word. You drive me crazy really when you do that. Because you'll come out with the sprinkles. But who's better? Who's healthier for the But well, that's the long why I was run? asking the dog. You dog, or me, me, I'm going to make myself more healthier. He is, right? He's right. And the reason is because they they show studies that lying actually is detrimental to our health for a number of reasons. One of which is that when we don't self-disclose, when we don't tell others the truth of what we are experiencing, they never get to know us and we end up feeling alone in the long run because nobody will know us. We are trapped in our own world of non-truths and, and illusion. we'll be alone there. It's the illusion wow. and our next guest talks about that yeah. which is a really interesting segue of all these facades as women we put up. I'm assuming men do too but you pretty much say it like it is. You're pretty much black and white. It either is or it isn't. There's no in between. I don't like to be a little pregnant. Me? I'll be ah, let's see what happens tomorrow. Let's see what happens the next time. And to the point where you just can't take it anymore and then you're just like done. But if you had said, if I had said what it was the first time, I don't like this, then maybe it wouldn't happen the second, the third, the 25th, the 50th, until you get to the point where you're just, you're just so anxious inside. Well, I could say there's gender differences and there probably are, but more honestly, there's genetic differences. Now, he might have the genes that make him naturally more extroverted, where he's able to just put it out there. You may have the genes that make you more introverted, where you like to ruminate, you like to think about it, you know, before you put it out there. And that's just a genetic difference that you can, you, you can know and you can work around if you choose to. And I think a lot of it's male and female. 
I think it's a lot of being politically correct, of being because I'll think, how do I say it so it doesn't hurt somebody's feelings? I know, but you take all the other pain. Certainly, it could be male and female, yeah. but there are uh, personality studies, and there's an extroversion scale and an introversion scale. We all have this trait. Some people are higher on extroversion. Some people are lower. So that really plays a big role in it. And these are standardized tests based on years of study, years and years of study. That's a personality category. So before I say, oh, it's gender, which it might be, listen, we know plenty of very outgoing, very outspoken women. We know plenty of very introverted men, so. True. Slick. Yeah. <laughs> Hector, it, depend, it all depends on the situation you know for me. You are, so you can work with it. Yeah. It all depends on the situation for and me. And it also depends on your delivery. You could be a, a, an extrovert and be Godzilla with a hammer. And ain't nobody going to listen to you anyway. No, true. Because like I noticed like if I be extrovert and I'm, I'm speaking off the fact of like the opposite sex, they think I'm being too flirty. But I'm like, I'm being myself. No, no, no. That's a whole different animal. Think, nice try. Yeah, you know, I'm I, being so serious. He, he, this guy is like the candy. I'm man. being so He's serious. Candy. Everybody loves slick. So I like to read a room. He now never first. says no. I'm sorry. Would you like me to wash your car and change the oil on your I car? Could I do got that. you. He I does got that. You. He yeah, never does do it. That. He yeah. never does it though. He says, "Oh, I, can, I can do, do that." Do that. Yeah. The, the, it's the definition of the word you use. Possible for me to do that. We'll talk later. But there you go. Manipulation of political correctness. Jennifer, do you have a private practice that people can reach you at or some information? No, not really. I'm really a research psychologist. I don't have uh, clinical patients. I research. Well, we can have her come back and do a tip of the week. Sounds good. Absolutely. Yeah, tip, the of the week. tip of the uh, week. I love your delivery because you, you, you keep it all at that same level. All right. What would your tip of the week be? Watch the sunset and savor it for a start. All right. Tip of the week. Drinking water for your brain. We got to start at step one. We got to cleanse a little bit. Watch the sunset. I like I it. That. You know, the, the people are doing a lot of plans and Weight Watchers and Noom and all this. So maybe part of the whole food, water is add to that. Watch the sunset every night. Do you know that the brain is just as important as our skin as the rest of us, and it should not be ignored. There used to be a company, we interviewed them, where you used to pay for dinner. They took you out to the airport here in Boca. You got in a plane, and they used to fly over the horizon when the sun was setting down. It has to be on the west coast. So they used to fly. Yeah, we interviewed them. And And the sun would come down, and you were in a plane, and they got the big extra windows on the plane, more glass. And you saw the sun coming down as they were flying. You don't remember this company? Yeah, they, were, they stopped because of the virus. And either they did sun up or they did sun down. It was un. But I got to tell you, WWNN, one of the most spectacular sunsets you will ever the see elevator. is in the elevator of Beasley Media. People have gone in this elevator to take pictures. True story. Right? how it's situated, the prettiest part of the building, the prettiest part of everything is that elevator at Beasley Media to see the sunset. It has huge glass panels and you can see the sun setting down. That's because we do production Isn't at it night. Funny? It's one thing we can agree on. We all find the sunset beautiful. It's in our human genes. 
I love that. All right, tip of the day. Watch the sunset. Jennifer, Excellent. thank you so much. Dr. Hall for joining us. Thank you so much. All right, let's, let's take a commercial break. Let's watch the sunset tonight. We should do that. We got that painting of the sunset. We got a couple of paintings of the sun. Absolutely. All right, let's take a quick commercial break. When we come back, let's go over some of these pieces. Slick, I know you've got a piece. Hector's got something. And we have a new guest, a new friend, an artist joining us all the way from Pittsburgh. It's a little cold up there. Stay tuned, and we will be right back. Ant Media Productions and WNN Money Talk Radio have been in conjoint business for 10 years. They've been working around the clock nonstop to promote over 500 shows and businesses reaching all over South Florida. With added platforms such as social media live streaming, podcasts, and the specialty of live radio, it's never been easier to get your voice heard by millions of listeners. To amplify your impact and start your show today, contact Amp Media Productions at 866-224-5422. That's 866-224-5422. I'm Tracy McDonough, owner and founder of Healing Moments. Healing Moments is a healing playroom, a mind-body-spirit center. Our service is love and compassion, and the environment is soothing, peaceful, and inviting. Every area is designed for healing and peace. We deliver services such as massage therapy or lymphatic drainage, energy healing, and Reiki, chakra balancing, physical vascular therapy for circulation and pain, vibrational medicine using frequencies and oils, and music in order to calm and relax your mind, body, and spirit. We also offer detoxification services using infrared sauna, ionic foot baths, and power plates. All of our modalities are designed to reduce stress, anxiety, induce relaxation, relieve pain, and provide detoxification and inflammation reduction for optimal healing and wellness. I'm beautiful just the way I am. I'm beautiful just the way I am. I'm radiating love, radiating love, attracting all the good that I can. Oh, I'm beautiful just the way I am. MuseApp is a music subscription app combining affirmations and meditations. The mixing of music and positive affirmations will take I you on a positive journey towards healing. Download your app today, available on iPhone or Android. Or contact Leslie Carmen at 561-405-9577. Musaff, that's M-U-S-A-F-F, on Apple or Android. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, 
back to Dawn and Freddy S. Run after her because she's not gonna left her phone. We are back at the Brooklyn Cafe on a tasty Tuesday. It's a little chilly outside. Tasty Tuesday. Tasty Tuesday. No, we got cooking. I didn't mean that, no pun intended, Vinny. We got some potstickers coming to you from Hector Let the me Animator. Ask you, what is a potsticker? What is a potsticker? A dumpling. Is this part of your situation? Yeah, it I figure it's just a way of kicking the lunar new, kicking the lunar new year. Oh, that's right. It's Chinese New Year. Yeah. When uh, is it? Oh, it's February. So, mm. for, so for your sake, I created two different two different kinds of two different kinds of fillings. Wow. One chicken, one vegetarian. And one gun. What did we eat? <laughs> well, I got one, I put one, I put one of each for both for both of you to try. On each side. Yeah. Oh, so you got to try the other one now. Did you get one? Oh, no, not yet. I, got a, I, still have a, I still have a couple left. Okay. But then again, you guys barely ever eat anything ever bring, so oh, eh, no. I didn't bring Hector, these are amazing. This must be the vegetarian. I must have had the chicken. And this is going to be on Saturday on Homemade with the Animator? Yes. Wow. wow. Yeah. All I can really say is that this might be the most difficult thing I've ever made. How is it that my pot stick is missing half? Okay. You want to eat it? Like, well, it's just one. It's kind of in half. It's oh. one you cut in half. Wow, they're a little spicy. Well, that's mostly the sauce. They're really good. I guess you and I are hungry. <laughs> One point. Really? Well, believe it or not, believe it or not, pot stickers are surprisingly lean. They are. That's what he said. How is that even possible? It's Actually, easy. you got a winner. Well if, you, well, if you really want to know why it's possible, please feel free to watch this Saturday. My Saturday, to find out what probably, probably one of my favorite things to make. One of my favorite things to make. Things Have you made this is. before? Absolutely not. I've only ever bought in bag form. In bag form. Was it hard? Yes. I was going to say it's got to have a lot, of, a lot of steps. And the dough that you put it in? Believe it or not, everything. Believe it or not, if you want to see what it, what the episode is, you'll see what the hard part actually is. Because otherwise, this would. Otherwise, I'd probably be doing this every weekend, making those every weekend. But they're hard. No, but no, I don't. Slick, did you have one? However, I still maintain that, do, that after watching the episode, that you do try this at yet. home. It's I'm going to tell you something, but those things are delicious. <laughs> for one really point, good. I got 12 of them. <laughs> you want some more? <laughs> delicious. No, no, let the crew have. But my God, Hector, you made that from yeah, right? scratch? All from scratch. That was delicious. That's as good as any restaurant. Uh, you got to watch Hector's show on Saturday. That whole lineup that you guys are doing, I watch for hours. Everything you're putting from Veggie Roo all the way through. And then you got the Teampreneur, you got Mr. Cash, you got Hector's cooking it up. That just perked me right up. Maybe I need more food. I told you. <laughs> Maybe that's part of the problem. You need hot food, comfort well, food. You need good food. That right. was delicious. Delicious. And tune in. And tune in this Saturday if you want. If you want to feel this as good as they do. If you want to eat something that makes them feel as good as they wow, do. Right. Wow, feels now. like wow. all warm and. Let me tell you, this guy. He's that was really remarkable. good. Man, Hector, we're gonna have to do something with Hector on radio. Yeah. Cause, how do we put a food segment on the radio? I don't you know, do. but do try this at why home. Bring, why don't you bring, why you bring other restaurateurs and chefs and have them talk about the business? Oh, there otherwise you go. You otherwise, you're just otherwise you're just talking about recipes. Otherwise, you're just sharing recipes. What do you think, Slick? How many you got there? I can know. I got dessert. So <laughs> he's got dessert. I forgot. So how the hell do you stay dessert. so skinny? Every time I see you, you're eating. It's the muscles. The muscles take the majority of like. 
Okay, he had so the steak a few hours ago. He ate the steak. He's having the pasta. And what do you got in the plastic? Oh, that's the dessert. From Ezreal Bar yesterday. Like a cinnamon roll? Like a cinnamon roll. He's a growing boy. I don't know how yeah. your mother afforded food for four boys. Um, I don't think I don't know how she did it either, but I know she made everything in like a I can't say cauldron, but like she had big pots and she made sure every boy had their share. And even though every boy had their share, guys, I was still the last one to eat. Cause my brothers my brothers were pretty rude growing up. But I love them still nonetheless. But they were like, Oh, Gene's not eating it. Be we got to see if Vinny wants one. Between Make sure you, Chenzo gets a pot sticker. Between you and Vinny, got to be two of the, of the skinniest guys I've ever met. And you guys can eat like I like nobody's business. It's amazing. I bet Gio does also, right? He doesn't eat like these guys. These guys don't. This guy doesn't stop eating. I know. I can hardly wait to see you when you're 40. Beer belly. The whole night. I don't even like beer. That's the thing. <laughs> Yeah, but beer belly is the name of it. That's not why it grows. I think it's because of the beer. I think he's right. I don't drink beer. Yeah, see? Yes, you, you just drink. No, mm. but you're, 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 it's not, it's not as you're cute. profound <laughs> as, as it's the called the Santa. Drinkers. It's called the Santa Claus effect. It's not as profound as like all the other beer drinkers, but I know like. Mine's was profound. I used to weigh 268 pounds. You used to drink time. beer. Look right? how good you're looking. I used see? to drink everything. If I was with like, beer, <laughs> <laughs> see, if I'm like your, I'll say your size around uh, uh, your age, when I get to your age, I'll be fine with that. I wouldn't, I, I know I don't want to be like hefty, hefty. My hefty. son used to be an athlete. Fred, Freddie yeah. used to look like Captain America. And now that he's getting mm-hmm. into his 30s, mm-hmm. he got a little chunky chunk. He's going to be 30 this year? Next 29. year. 29. But he's getting chunky. No, he's going to be 30. <laughs> I think he's a year older than Chelsea. No, everybody argues about Freddie's birthday. He was born in 92. Oh, Gio he was? was born in 97. Freddie was born in 92, so he's the same February age as Chelsea? February 92. I thought he was a year older. She's May. He's going to be 29. Wow. And Gio's gonna, Gio just turned 24. And he was born in 97. And he goes, you don't remember when I was born, Dad? I go, it's in the 90s. <laughs> I, I thought Freddie was older. Wow. He's got two kids, married already for what four years, and I hear there's another one on the way, but I don't want to say nothing. It's a girl. Mm. It's a boy. Well, if you say no to a girl, I got a I got a fifty fifty shot. That it's a boy. It's twins. <laughs> Can you imagine? What do you say? Somebody says mm and mm What are you gonna think? One of each, maybe. One of each, maybe. But these guys, man, they can eat like nobody. This guy, and he enjoys eating. That's what I like about Slick. You gotta enjoy the food, right? You have to. You gotta eat with gusto. You have to. It's all part of mindfulness. And and we talked about the illusion on the last segment and and how we don't say things as women, maybe a male female thing. And our next guest is gonna talk about that as well. She's an amazing artist. And so Chenza, let us know when she gets on. She's a great artist and she has a whole story behind coming to terms with the illusion. She's the art behind the art. Because she's an artist in herself, in her story, her journey. It's funny. Here's one story. My mother always says to me, you never know what goes on behind closed doors. That's why they're closed. But you never know. When those doors open and people come out, life is like this perfect movie. At least 
people pretend it is. And social media doesn't help that. Social media puts a whole lot more pressure on the perfect picture, the perfect family, the perfect everything. You know what, everyone goes back home and everyone's got something. So there seems to be the, the perfect life and then there seems to be everyone puts on, send your prayer warriors, my family needs healing. And yet there's nothing in between called life. There's the highs and the lows and somehow on social media, you miss life. You miss what it is, the day-to-day -day living of what it is. You miss watching Slick eat food. Yep. Except Hector's mom, I must say, she posted pictures that they were in the park the other day having a picnic. And that was life. He goes, oh, you saw that? <laughs> yeah, because you know what? That's life. It's family. It's a family picnic time. It's whatever it is. It's things in plastic containers. It's people sitting on lawn chairs. The sun, I don't even think, was shining. It was like an overcast day. Mm -hmm. But that was life. And I thought that was really nice because it was just simple. The simple things and not photoshopped and not edited and not people sucked in with their makeup on and or somebody unfortunately passing away. There's all this other stuff right. that changes. We talked about this, the vibration. That's true and it's funny because I was talking to G over the weekend and we were going over war stories about him playing football. My son, Gio, he used to go and sign up for football leagues without me present. I used to go to baseball practice and he would be missing. And we had to stop practice to go look for this kid. So one day he signed for the city team. He was eight. And he remembers playing a game in the rain. When I tell you rain, bro, it was coming down in sheets. And it was four degrees. And it was the mud bowl. And the kid was frozen solid. And of all the games that Gio ever played, he remembered that one. So I sent Michelle, to, I had a truck, and she turned on the heater in there because he was frozen solid. And I'll never, rem I'll never forget the day him coming off the field, covered from head to toe in mud and frozen. He looked like Dick Buckus coming off the field. He's a famous football player. And I saw, and that me memory stays in my head. And he remembered it. So, you know, sometimes good, bad, or indifferent, it's, it's interpretation, no? He cried he was so frozen that day. But it's interpretation of what you go through. Some of the things that you see, uh, pictures on Facebook. You ever get one of those pictures Memories. about something that happened? Memories? And you sit there and you scratch your head and he says, you know, I didn't, I didn't live the moment. I didn't, like, like Doc said, I didn't squeeze it. I didn't hold on to that moment. And here it is now a picture. You know what's so funny? I always look at my clothes and you'll, you'll think this is strange. Like, this dress, I just randomly pick it from the closet. I may go into my Tom Hop and see... I wore it last year today. You know, that happens to me all but the so time. What? But how weird is that? That's not weird. Why? Because well, you wear clothes? But it's the same clothes that I wore last year on the same day. That's kind of weird. I think what's weird is, is that, that you think it's it? weird. <laughs> no, that you think it's weird. It's not weird. It's, not weird it's just the universe is the way it is. Sometimes you have to be your less, you have to be the least judgmental of yourself. And we're going to talk about all of that also. Because the world will do that for you for free. Yes. Oh, isn't that true? Right? You, you don't have to worry because there will always be somebody out there to judge you. Yeah. And always if one's hating not enough, for no more. reason. And then you just show love, but there's always like this animosity towards that person that's showing some type of hate towards you for no reason. And you came at them with a full heart. I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> and it's funny because in your world, people are 
there's a little small piece that that happens to you, but for the general, everybody really, really likes you. You have that other side that it happens on. And yeah. I mean, when he gets mad because it's happening, he gets mad. Now, I tell you, and I tell you again, and I'll tell you again, when you leave that open, that truck parks out there. <laughs> now it smells like diesel fuel here. But I, I didn't know it was there at the time. Uh, yeah, it wasn't there. It was getting the function. I play the odds. I play the odds Perception. when it's coming or when I it's not. I tell her it comes at 115 every day. Feng Shui. Feng Shui with the kick out some bad juju. I just had here. to air it. Yeah, we got some doors nice opening day. up. It's, when is Florida ever 40 in I'll say February. That's why it's called Florida, because it ain't Florida. <laughs> Yesterday, we were in here cleaning up, and the front door was open. See? It's a nice day. And today, yeah, the wind blew that door. Today, it was going to come off the hinges. Hear that a couple of times? Wow. It's really windy out there. You know, this is that big storm going up north. There's My another one here coming in. My sister got three feet of snow in Manhattan. Wow. And I said to her, Mimi, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. The air condition kicked in. What'd you say? Yeah, most of my friends are considering moving, <laughs> moving down south now. Everybody's right. coming down south. Yeah. Every All right, you ready to take a commercial break? Hector, those pot stickers were delicious. Look, our place empty, slicks plate. Hector, that was a winner, I got to tell you. What's the matter with you? You think Hector don't know the cooking cooking? And I had the cheesecake yet last week. That cheesecake was amazing also. Oh, yeah, that cheesecake? So look, it usually comes down to you and me eating, but everyone ate the pot stickers, so nice guys, job. Tune in Saturday to Home End with the Animator. We're going to take a commercial break when we come back. We have an expressionist artist. You've got Jessica Hughes joining us all the way from Pittsburgh, PA. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Dear Abby, Dear Abby is a life coaching company that was founded by Abby Awutasu. At Dear Abby, we guide single people through the process of meeting, courting, and marrying their soulmates. We know that before you find true, meaningful, lasting love, you must first love and fully embrace your unique self, flaws and all. Contact us today at askdearabby.com for your personalized coaching session that will get you on the path to ultimately finding your soulmate. And follow Dear Abby on social media at askdearabby on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. 48 Star Collectibles is your one-stop shop for all things memorabilia. They have movie posters, comic books, vinyl records, lobby cards, vintage televisions and radios, all in excellent condition. They even have autographed posters from some of your most popular film and artists. All of their products are guaranteed to be authentic and in excellent condition. Out their website at 48starcollectibles.com to purchase the most authentic memorabilia around. Marseille, France. Max Lazega creates whimsical and free flowing interpretive art. His 40 years in the construction industry created a foundation for his craft. His unique work displays his view of the future with bold and playful combinations of materials and processes, but the methodology remains consistent. He fuses recycled materials and discarded building supplies into a fresh, well-executed approach. Lazega has lived in Miami, Florida most of his life, where he pursues his lifelong passion of creating industrial art. For more information, 
contact Max Lazeg at artworkstudios.org or 786-326-8873. Looking for a place to get your ice cream fix? Look no further than Cold Stone Creamery. At Cold Stone, we make our ice cream fresh every single day in store. We have over 20 different ice cream base flavors and over 30 different mix-ins to choose from. We also have plenty of signature creations if you don't want to go ahead and choose your own. To end your creation, you could put it in one of our freshly made waffles. We have ice cream cakes, ice cream sandwiches, milkshakes, smoothies, banana splits, sundaes, and so many other things for you to come check out and enjoy. We are the official ice cream store of the Brooklyn Cafe. Hope to see you soon. And remember, it's always a great day for ice cream. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. Do you have it? Oh, okay. I didn't know if you did a spot. All right. No worries. Do we have it? Yeah, he's sitting right there. Oh, he's the piece? What's he going to put up, though? That picture. We'll do it after we talk to Jessica. All right, let's talk to Jessica first, and then we'll do your piece. Which I don't know what the hell you're doing. I'm America. excited to introduce our next guest. We have Jessica Hughes joining us. And I eventually got through my emails. I got through some friend requests. And I was looking at Jessica's paintings, and I just loved her story. And she sent me this great bio. And at the end, I said, if you're still interested to hear more of my story. You made Jessica wait? I, I had a lot of things, but then but really? no. But then on Sunday, and then we got to chit chat today, which I'm really excited about. Bring Jessica over. And at the end of the 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 message, it said, "If you're interested, let's set up a call." Wow, Jessica, you look spectacular. <laughs> Thank you. Holy it's just shit. me. We, we just talked to you an hour ago. Now you look like a supermodel. Why'd you change in oh, an hour? Wow. Again. I didn't Holy change shit. anything. This is roll out of bed, put on the work clothes, and Impossible. come to the studio. No, no, no. We just talked to her. She looks Slip. like a superstar. She rolls out of bed looking like this. Yes, <laughs> I think so. Holy shit. Put some pants on one leg at a time, guys. She's a mom of seven. Okay. Okay. Yep. I am. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they, six of them must have been adopted because you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I started with twins. They're 22 now. Really? That's unbelievable. Really? Seven. Seven. That's usually the big jaw dropping in moment. I don't know. I stopped at two. Three would have put me <laughs> over the edge, and you just kept going. What is well, I'm you always, seven? I was never going to have kids. I was never going to get married. I was going to be like fully devoted to my passion. And then that's like the last time I tried to plan my life because everything just went differently. I had liberal twins put my arms at 22, and then five more came. So, what was it they like are, in house raising seven kids at the same time? It was crazy. It was a lot of fun, a lot of love. Uh, the year that I had a newborn, one year old, two year old, three year old, uh, six year old, and two nine year olds, I don't really remember much of that year because it was just. And I didn't sleep for a full decade. It was just a series of naps. 
probably didn't sleep. You probably forget self-care. Who has time for that? You probably, we're just sitting here during commercial break talking about eating right. And we eat, at least I don't eat right. And then what do you do? You're like, all right, we got two liquor sponsors. And we're like, well, maybe I'll have a shot of this. Things you do just for salvation. And then you realize life happens. So tell us a little bit about your story. So um, life does happen. And I think I came into my marriage broken. I had a trauma happen when I was 18. And the seeds of addiction and eating disorder were kind of born there. And I repressed it. You know, I was ashamed. And my story is one where when someone represses something like that and doesn't deal with it, you know, wants to make it go away. Um, it's spun out over the course of the next 20 years. And I am a recovering substance abuse addict. Um, I've been three years clean. Back on Sunday, I celebrated. Um, and I ended up going to an eating disorder treatment center um, two years ago, so I'm recovering from that. I ended up leaving my marriage of 17 years, and I am on the other side of a whole lot of pain and darkness. Um, I have an amazing family, amazing children, but we really, I really was trapped in perfectionism and seeking approval for all those years because I was so broken inside. Um, so spinning, spinning the illusion of the perfect family for me while behind closed doors, I was a suburban housewife, really heavily abusing pills and alcohol, um, really pills at the end. And um, it, it came to the end of the road in December 17. So I got help. Tell me, um, tell me a little bit about being trapped in the world of perfectionism. Uh, I think I had no self-worth. I had such a distorted image of who I was inside. Um, and I needed that approval. And so looking good all the time, having the right house, the right neighborhood, checking all those boxes, it's kind of a jail of our own creation. It was a jail of my own creation. Um, to not feel worthy enough that I was likable or enough just to be authentic me. And that's the big transition and transformation for me here is that I've embraced who I am fully now. I love who I am. I have an incredible things that have happened in these three years that I've been clean and sober. So I've just, I'm here. You know, I'm happy, joyous, free, and I really put that into my work. Um, it's a big part of my healing process. What was the pivotal changing moment for you that you just said, I can't do this anymore. I have to do this. I um, I tried to over I mean, overdose, sorry, there's an echo so I can hear myself. Um, I ended up, I had surgery the fall of 17 and I tried to take too many pills one night because I was at the end of that point. I just, when you're in the depth of that dark, dark place, um, rational, logical, practical thoughts just escaped me and I couldn't see any way out. Um, I had nothing left. It was a spiritual death inside for me. And I think when uh, we lose ourselves to that extent, reason, all of it left me. But when I woke up the next day, I was so grateful to be alive, so scared of what I had almost done to my children and my family that I thought, 
I didn't go to rehab right away though. I spent six weeks trying to get off the pills by myself. Um, but getting to rehab was my saving grace. And I was surrounded. I was in a safe bubble for the first time. My life stopped. Seven kids were at home, no phone. You know, and I had the first time in 20, 20 years to look at my life and what had happened and how far off I had become. And the, and the, let's fast forward and let's leave that behind. The message today, I mean, I mean, you look at her and, and, and you say, you know, the Mona Lisa don't need no more paint. You <laughs> yeah, know, I said, we used to say that in the Bronx. I mean, I, I don't know. I must be missing something because it looks like the most beautiful women are the ones that always want to be even more beautiful and you don't have to be. What's the message that you now are encouraging others that you see when you see this whole thing going about what what's the message you want to deliver now my message is, is really my life is an example of the other side i think everything we want our dreams are on the other side of fear and fear keeps us trapped in that veil of perfectionism and spinning that hamster wheel trying 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 achieving uh, to our own detriment sometimes. And when we don't address trauma, I mean, everyone has their story. Everyone has their pain and darkness. Mine is not unique, but I didn't address it. I was too ashamed. And now I, I mean, I, I have no shame. I have no guilt. I've hurt people. I've made mistakes, but I'm, I have a spiritual freedom now because I'm connected to people. I am um, vulnerable and open. You know, and I've done the work to heal from this, and I am still healing from this, but there is hope on the other side, and I'm living my dream. Like I was born an artist, and this is my passion, and this is my healing. I mean, this, the way I paint now, I was not always an abstract painter. This is really only six months new for me, but it's this emotional exchange between me and the canvas. I do a lot of stream of consciousness journaling that I paint over, so I'm dealing with the verbal end of things. And then I shift right into painting. And to trust that every mark I make is intentional, it's on purpose, um, it's worthy of being seen. I think for people to own their gifts, um, realize, shift the narrative a little bit, that it's selfish of us not to share what we're meant to do in the world. And I could tell myself I'm just another artist, there's a million, billion of them. But what I have to say and how I say it is in color and marketing. And I'm finding that people are more connected to me and my story and my art. It speaks to them in a way that never did before because I stopped caring. I stopped trying to paint beautiful paintings. I stopped trying to dress up. I mean, I could never have grown up on camera like this in overalls, but this is me. I get to live this incredible life I head down on the pillow every night and know that I've lived as honestly as I can. I own my mistakes. And um, the stigma around mental health, addiction, eating disorders, I really have a mission to show my face and say there is so much on the other side. People aren't alone, but, um, you know, I'm pouring it through my And I'm not afraid now to speak out about the mistakes I've made because we're all human. And it's really, I don't care about what anyone thinks about me, my work, 
and now people are more attracted to the work than they ever had before. Your work, it, your work is amazing. Yeah. And we were just talking Thank about you. judgment. Judgment, yeah. Right? All you have to do is walk outside and someone's going to pass judgment on you. And if that person doesn't, there'll be 10 more in line to do it, especially when you're as talented and beautiful as you are. And you are. What was that Thank like? You. Was that part of this whole strive to be perfect within yourself of the eating disorder, the addiction, the seven kids? Was all the judgment that maybe you weren't going to be the people pleaser that you should be? Absolutely, absolutely. I spent my life turning myself inside out to make other people comfortable. It didn't matter how uncomfortable I was. I felt like I was strong. My ego was in the way. I'm a powerhouse. I'm a mom of seven. I can handle this. Um, and I can sacrifice me to, to make, I'm a giver, you know, but I took it to an extreme like I tend to do. And I really cared about being liked um, until I couldn't care anymore. And the last three years were very isolated. I cut ties with everybody because I was so afraid if anyone found out my secret that that they wouldn't like me or they'd criticize me. And, and then I had nothing, I had no core. But I do now. And part of that was the COVID lockdown forced me to look in the mirror. I kind of locked eyes with my soul one day because I was still battling that depression and it was it was a turning point for me um it was do i relapse and numb out because the world is insane and i'm isolated and or do i like dig in and have some courage um and so i went in deeper with the therapy i went deeper with the painting uh, meditation, I've tried every modality and fusing it all together has been really powerful. But there was a switch, there was a click. And I can't explain what happened other than I look in the mirror and I see me for me. I don't have to try anymore. Because I, I, I love me now. That's Something amazing. I never thought would happen. That's amazing. That's what kind of is funny because my father, when I was a young kid, always told me, you ain't here to be like. Yeah. You hate to be respected. He says, there is nobody in the world is going to come along and say, I like you, I like you. It just, it doesn't happen. And we are all in that boat. Your, your art, what you do for art, speaks volumes of who you are. And the bottom line here is that as long as you like you, mm -hmm. that's okay. I mean, I mean, I've said it a million times. I'm not here to be liked. There's a lot of people that don't like me telling them the truth. See, the difference here is the delivery that I do is the truth. And sometimes we get overwhelmed and the pressures come down on us. But you don't ever have to look back or worry about any more of that stuff. Because your future is very bright. Your art, art, what you do for an art, your art is that artistry? I want to talk about your art because you said yeah. COVID has been great for you. It has. Um, I have a book coming out. This is how this morning I was talking to you. you Want to come on the show today? I've kind of committed to, I am very spiritual. I have a higher power. And kind of in COVID, I was like, you know what? Use me. I'll be brave enough to show up. So I was asked to be part of a book. A woman heard my story on a podcast or something. And she said, I have this book, it's called She Did It, and So Can You. 
20 inspirational women share their stories and steps how they achieved rapid success. And she said, but we only have a week to write it. Are you in? And I went, you know what? Why not? And so I hunkered down, I wrote my story, and the book is coming out in a couple weeks. And that's where I am at, at this point in my life. Just show up and be me. It's remarkable. And the painting to your right, the one that you loved, the silver lining? Silver linings. That's a beautiful yeah. piece. It, it's Thank nice. To, it's nice to meet someone, and it's funny because we make fun of this, but it's nice to meet somebody who's finally caught up. You know, we are all born the same, and sometimes we fall behind. And it's amazing because I've met Major League Baseball players, football players, artists that can draw, people that are just gifted. And God takes his pinky, and he touches these people. And it looks like it takes him a moment to catch up to the greatness of what you can do that others can't. The greatest measurement of our success is how you make others shine. And that's what you do. You make everybody in the room better. And that's your measuring stick. It doesn't matter that people come in here and criticize me or they say this. Hey, listen, I've been doing this longer than anybody. I've been, I was at the beginning of all this video stuff and virtual stuff and all that. And people laughed at me. Major League Baseball laughed at me. They said, you don't watch sports on your phone at the time. Okay. But at the end of the day, look and see what you do to everybody. You got seven kids, man. I wanted to have 12. She said, no. I can see why. <laughs> it's a little complicated. But I wanted to have a baseball team with, a, with three pitches. I wanted to have as many as I could. So I coached. Over 3,000 kids I coached in 21 wow. years because I couldn't get it from one person, so I had to get them from everybody else. Tell me about your kids' response to the new, the new mom. I think the, the divorce has been tricky. It's been three years of separation, but we're all getting there. I've tried to really infuse them the same thing my parents did for me, which is let's tap into that authenticity, whatever it is that you love and want to give to the world, um, let's celebrate that. Let's blow on the numbers that glow and work that into flame. So we're, we're in transition, but I think the last four months have really been, I, I committed to full-time painting in the fall, in September, and my paintings have sold, I mean, I, I have sold more than I ever thought I could. I've painted 100 paintings since then. Um, and now I post the painting as well as within an hour. So my kids are like, holy cow, mom, you're going to be on TV, you're going to be on podcasts. Like, who is this person? But I've been set free in a way that I never thought possible. And uh, I don't care about the judgment anymore. I'm really doing this for my kids to show them that if you stay connected to people, because you're talking, like that connection between people who support you, who see you for who you are. I mean, I'm doing this now because so many people surrounded me and loved me and loved myself and connected with me and supported me. And I've made sure that this is, this is something I do together. And I do want to make art accessible to everybody. It is something that everybody can do. I'm just scrolling through your site. I'm looking at the hearts. Amazing. Yeah. 
Well, it's funny because I, I'm. I think, wow, these are beautiful. I think we Jessica. should give. I think we should give your kids uh, another surprise, and maybe you, you host your own TV radio show. I want to talk to you because I think, I think that it's time for you mm -hmm. to take that next level. I don't know if you are ready for it, but I think we're ready for it, and I want to talk to you a little bit more about doing something like that. Uh, I think sure. your presence is great. I think your artwork Look is fabulous. This. She's amazing. These are unbelievable. I mean, this is totally a raw, unrehearsed uh, conversation that we're having. I didn't even get a chance to really vet or other than just have a conversation. But your marketing, I mean, these are, Amy Ryshevsky, one of our in-house artists, would love you. I mean, she would be like, oh, please come under my wing. Nice stuff. The abstract, all of it, and your story, and you're so honest. And, and that's what I love about it. And, and I'm doing a talk on Thursday mm -hmm. for women in business. And it's about how we show up and how we yeah. empower, our, how do we empower ourselves and how do we do it now during a pandemic? And part of my feeling is our whys change. Why we did what we did when we were 18, 20, 22 and started our families is different than why we do what we do now as empowering Absolutely. ourselves and, and showing up. And the more powerful you get within yourself, probably the more your circle of friends shuts down and it's dealing with mm -hmm. those changes also there's so many layers absolutely. to it it's hard to even understand but you understand absolutely showing there. up is showing up just showing up and being there and open and available to the future and not being afraid let me change that i do afraid things every day it's it's getting to that upper feeling of fear and just pushing through and stretching bigger I have no idea what direction my business is going to go in, but I know that I'm here to find, to show up, to connect with people through my story and my art, to not be boxed in. You know, for a long time, it was just focused on one style, one medium, try and sell it. And I, you know, have Southwestern landscapes that come out sometimes. I have hearts, I have black and white love that pops out. Just open to it. It's why it works, because sometimes it isn't understanding. I try to explain to Dawn all the time. I don't need to understand, because the more I don't understand, the more it works. People will look at me. In here, they'll tell you, I'm a little bit to the left. Okay, what difference does it make? If it works, it works. And sometimes mm -hmm. not understanding is understanding. That's yeah. the trick. My biggest fear is not doing it. That's my biggest fear. If I'm not doing it, I'm afraid. If I'm doing it, then what could go, what more can go wrong? Nothing could go wrong. You're doing what you love doing. This is who you are. This is who you've meant to be. So go do it. What's the price point of some of your paintings? The originals are between 400 and 4,000. Um, I do have print, like prints and all sorts of different things available on the site. I spread around. $65. I have them on canvas, on metal. Here's a little canvas one. I wasn't prepared to like market. No, that's, great. No, that's fine. You got a no, big but... fan club already. People are, are loving you. Really? It, it goes to show you. It's, it's what you're, it's the outwardness of who you are. Not the inwardness of you, who you used to think you were. It's, it's who you really, really are. You know, it's funny. My partner here made me wait four years before she came to work with me. And I love telling this story. Love it. 
because she said no and no and no and more no. After four years, so she was going to do a show that I was producing. I said, show's canceled. Unless she comes to my show, we're not doing nothing more. True? True. And she came on, and here we are entering our sixth, fifth year, whatever it is. And we've done over 3,000 shows. And the funny thing about this whole thing is that when somebody understands how you think, when somebody can finish a sentence because they know your thought patterns, then you're home. And yeah, when you're home, absolutely. it doesn't matter how hard it rains outside. It doesn't matter how cold it is out there because you got the warmth of who you are. And that's what your art is, your home. We're surrounded by art in here because we like the frequency of paint. We like the frequency of mm -hmm. art and of artists. It's like having Babe Ruth and Hank Karen in here all over again. That's the frequency. It's what it rises is. you up. And that's what she brings. What is your website? Uh, JessicaHughesFineArt.com. And, and that's my anywhere? handle. On it. You know? okay. Pardon me? You'll, you'll ship anywhere? Anywhere globally. Wow. Amazing. Globally. We got to talk to Europe. How about just Florida? I see a little bit of empty wall space <laughs> here somewhere. Somewhere. Where? where? <laughs> we got, what about over there? What about over here? Okay. That's what I'm thinking. I do have a virtual art exhibit in April. Again, it was just another idea. Someone wanted to do this for me and this before. So I am painting a whole bunch of new paintings that I'm release that night. We don't have a date yet, but I guess if anyone's interested, if my website isn't ready for this kind of exposure yet, I'm just really going with it and scrambling to get it together. But there is a sign up for a newsletter there. I'm going to start developing courses. And I really do, have a passion. You're going to do a newsletter as well? Absolutely. Yeah. So as everything unfolds and opens up, I just hired some help. So we're going to start taking these ideas that I have and rolling them out. Because it's really the, the audience. What's the name of the book? Um, she can do it. And so can you. 20 inspirational women share their stories and thoughts, how they've achieved rapid success. Awesome. Wow. So this is a co-author book with other writers? Yes, there's 19 others. And then you're going to write your own? I'm going to definitely write a book after that. That was a dream of mine for a long time. I can see it. More to come. It has been a pleasure to meet you. I hope more to come and we get to have you back oh on. Oh, yeah, no, I'd love to. We got some plans for you. Have a great day. <laughs> Jessica Hughes, fineart.com. Check it out. Hear her story. More to come. Thank you, Jessica. We appreciate Thanks it. Thanks so much. Thank you, Jessica. I appreciate it, too. Let's take a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk Black History Month. Yes, Slick? Oh, yes, of course. He's right. busy. Who are you talking to? Actually, I was looking at a post that says, name this person. But you can clearly, says that, you can clearly see that's Michael Jordan. Oh. Yeah. So you're proud of the fact that you know Michael? I'm not proud of the fact that I know Michael. Michael's okay. So let me ask you a question. If I made a phone call and Michael showed up here, you wouldn't be like, wow, it's Michael No, Jordan? I would be overzealous if Scottie Pippen came. Scottie Pippen? Yeah, him, I, I can make I'm a phone a big call. Pimpin, I'm a big I Pimpin got Scottie Pippen's home number. Okay. I met him down when I used to do a show down at the, uh, the beach with, um, what's his face? Yeah. Scottie Pippen was, ugh, he He's was big, a yeah. handful with, with Lawrence. I him or, him or Dennis Rodman. Let's take a commercial break. Vinny, let's play the grapes piece. We haven't played that in a while. Stay tuned, and we will be right back.
Welcome to your vacation staycation. And what better way to kick back than to blend up a sweet pina colada, a smooth mojito, or just a nice stiff rum and coke. If you want true relaxation and enjoyment, then you want Gubba Rum. Gubba Rum is a unique rum infusion. Gubba Silver Rum is infused with real shredded coconut. And Gubba Rum Gold is infused with real shredded vanilla bean. Both are made with certified organic ingredients. Each infused Gubba Rum is 35% ABV, 70 proof, and as we say in Boston, wicked smooth. So if you're looking for the best combination of taste, smoothness, quality, and price, your clear choice is Gubba Rum. If you want that wicked smooth taste for yourself or your vacation, staycation, visit GubbaRum.com to find your closest liquor store that carries Gubba Rum Gold and Gubba Rum Silver. Gubba Rum, it's wicked smooth. Hello, everyone. I'm Lenore Nolan Ryan. Welcome to Grapes Wine Cafe and Market. We're on the Galt Ocean Mile, and we offer delicious dine-in and takeout, shop-to-go, charcuterie and cheese boards, curated wines, love those tastings and pairings, and on Tuesday night, a surprise, cooking demonstration, enjoy our favorites. We have a full menu, wine-based recipes, unique to every wine we offer, and delicious, tempting desserts. Follow the grapes on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday from 3 to 8, and on Friday and Saturday from 3 to 10. And please join us for our happy hours. Follow the grapes to 3311 North Ocean Boulevard, on the beautiful Galt Ocean Mile. Can't wait to see you. Hi friends, it's Bree and Allie from Kids and Capes. Tune in Saturday mornings on the Brooklyn Cafe Kids Television Network at 10 o'clock, where we share fun and ideas. And remember, peace, love, and kindness. You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. And we're back. It's Uncle Farslick, but you got a piece to talk about. Let's do that now. How'd Slick Speaks go today? Slick Speaks went amazing. I, I, show, I debuted my song. I went live on Instagram Live. It was kind of... You did? Yeah. How'd you do like, that? I feel like I'm on season two of Slick Speaks, I feel. like. I think you're right. Yeah, because... Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Why do you call yourself Slick Hendrix? Oh, because Hendrix, Hendrix comes from like my favorite, um, my favorite musician. Jimi Hendrix? <laughs> Hard pass. Not, not Jimi Hendrix, but like I'll say he takes his inspiration from um, Jimi Hendrix as well. His name Who? is Future. Future, Future Hendrix. Hendrix? Yeah. I never yeah. heard of Future Hendrix. I can play some Future Hendrix. It's got to be better than some of the Hendrix. other stuff you play. Yeah. Future, oh, Zuma? Okay, if you, <laughs> yeah. I don't mind now when it's Bad Future, Bunny that I could live without. <laughs> Bad Bunny has a couple of good tracks. Future Hendrix is kind of like what we were talking about today with like, you know, people always talk bad about you. So he's kind of like an artist that like he always 
he always leaves his heart on the track. He's not trying to hurt any feelings. He's just expressing himself 100%. But people always have wrong interpretations. They think that he's talking about his ex-wife with, or, or his ex-fiance, Sierra. Before Sierra. You don't think that's what's going on? No, I don't think so, to be honest. Because like he has variety of albums that don't even talk about... um that don't even talk about him or Sierra, but he he's kind of like an artist that I, I feel like he... So it's not Jimi Hendrix? Not Jimi Hendrix, Future Hendrix. Now, do you mm-hmm. ever... Are you going to change your name as a singing artist? I think I might just change it to What are you going to change it to? I'm, I'm really be, excited to hear I think it's going to be Slick Hendrix. I like it. Slick Hendrix? Yeah. But why would you want to be after somebody else? Why can't you be yourself? You know what it's like no, to send him an email? No, because he inspired me to get my... Like, I'll say my yeah, voice was already here. but be you. Here. He don't want you to be him. I'm not going to be him. You're carrying his name. But that's not his name because Hendrix was wasn't um, his name either. Was, it was Jimmy not Hendrix. even his name either. So I'm just. So he followed Jimi Hendrix, and you're following him. Yeah. No. No. My brother even my brothers even commented on that that name of Hendrix. Slick like, Hendrix. They like it. Slick it's Hendrix. It's kind of like I'm an artist in a way, but I'm not like I tell him I'm not a singer or anything. It's just like that name came to me because you guys know I listen to. Future. I love Slick Speaks as your rap name. Slick Speaks. We could put some slick speaks in there, but Hendrix kind of flows. I like it. So it tell us about Black History Month. Black History Month, um, basically, my Sit Black there. History Month was going well yesterday because it was the first day. But while I was mild mannerly walking down to my job, I kind of noticed what you guys see on the back of your screen. It was a Confederate flag that showed very, like, I say, Look he at wasn't his, trying to show hate face. at all. He says, it says heritage, not hate. But with that flag always comes some, I'll say, hatred because the Klan members, and I even point that out in Slick Speaks, basically the Klan members um, rose that flag, you know, when it came to hanging and when it came to, I'll say, African-Americans getting unjust ways, having like separate bathrooms, separate um, separate water fountains, separate restaurants, separate everything. And that flag was always like a depiction of segregation or separation why would you wave that flag if you feel like it's not it's cool to keep your heritage but why would you wave that flag when that flag has more of a meaning than what you think it is I feel like you're blinded off the fact that they used to wave that at hate rallies well obviously this flag it's intentional now that I look at it I know we talked about it this morning (laughs) but it's intentional It's, it's delivering a message that they have a heritage right correct to have that flag and doesn't I, necessarily mean hate that's right they're trying to soften they, they they're softening hate because i'm gonna tell you something get over it that flag lost yes yeah, the loser's flag why would you want to carry a loser's flag because <laughs> they don't think they lost i don't carry around the dolphins banner all the time i know i lost and they're losers well, it's like wearing a trump shirt all the time <laughs> well the bottom line here is that sometimes the victory is in people noticing it it's about getting under your skin again. It's about, you know, you have a young black man and he sees this. He, it's going to get under his skin. It gets under my skin. It's about people doing things that get under your skin. Okay. And the victory is the emotion that they get out of you. Not, it, it could be a purple flag, but if they get emotion out of you, that's what they try to That's what to they get. want, yeah. 
You know, so much is judgment. We were talking to you and Amadeus yesterday, mm-hmm. and he is totally, authentically what he says. When we were talking about Jackson, and he said, my whole family sold drugs. He said, not because we thought it was the wrong thing to do. He said, that's all he knew how to do. So it's not judgment. It's if you're a kid and this is what your family does and your brothers and your uncles, and that's what they do to bring money in. Correct. You think, all right, this is what we do to bring money in. You're missing, if we're missing role models, then it's up to us as a community and as a culture and a world to say, you know what, let's give better role models, not to pass judgment, right? It's about education. Most definitely, because I feel like if we do have like those good pillars in our community, because like I felt like I could have fell down that path of saying, okay, I don't want to go to school or I don't want to uh, be, what is it, enticed to do that. I want to do what I'm seeing because like, I mean, I grew up on, I'll say a weird side of the fence where like I could have chosen those paths, but I was like, I'd rather choose school than actually going into what I see either. I'll say some, I can't, I can't call them my friends now, but like the people that I was hanging around with, that's what they went to do. I didn't want to do that. Cause I'm like, there's no end game of that. Either you're in jail or you're dead. <laughs> you know, it's funny I because didn't do that. When, when I was growing up, I lived on Colwell Avenue in the South Bronx, mm-hmm. and my mother moved us out. By the time I was 14, we had moved 17 times. Wow. We moved 17 times because my mother didn't want us growing up in the element. So we moved to all of the better neighborhoods, and they started to get corrupt as time went on. When I was in PS 109, I went to Popham Avenue. It was predominantly Jewish and Russian, a lot of Russian Jews there. And as time went on, the ghetto brothers came in, the black spades, the gangsters came in. So we moved from there. We went to the Grand Concourse, and we moved from there. We went to Manhattan, Yeshiva University on 186th Street, where my sister still lives. Gangster city. Yeshiva's great, but everything around it, you find a body down that hill of Laurel Hill Terrace every day. Mm-hmm. Another drug bust, another drug killer. Or a drug ring. You know, I don't know how it happened or, or what the story was, but the other day when I was here on Friday, Friday, on the way home, I got stuck in traffic for about like an hour and a half. They found a dead body on I-95. I saw that. I saw the body. Like, it was weird. Like, I saw them put the thing over it and pick it up. It was, Everybody was texting me. They were all <clears throat> stuck in the same well, traffic. Chuck was going to work Friday afternoon, and he got stuck. And as soon as he drove past, it had just happened. So it wasn't, it was like at one o'clock and it just happened and the story hadn't even broken yet of, of what it was. And now everyone's talking about, did he jump, was he pushed? And now that you see in the news where a lady got hit and run trying to get a mattress off the highway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, I, and I was with Linda, we were coming south and we saw the mattress. <laughs> and all of a sudden it shows up in the news and she got hit and run. And I almost, almost, as God is my witness, pulled over to pull that mattress off the highway. It was right in the middle of the highway. But there were so many freaking cars, man. And people going to 90. You know, on 995. It's a racetrack. It's I-95. Doesn't mean you go 95 miles an hour. It's a racetrack. (laughs) And some people in this room love to travel. Me? Very fast. At a high what? Yes. At a high, no. First of all, your music gives you away. Uh Uh-huh. Huh? Your music gives you away. Away? My music? Yes, I hear you. Ten blocks before you're here. (laughs) I see how you leave here. 
No, he saw me skirt one time. One yeah, right. Time. I saw you one skirt one time. time. Every time I see you, you're skirting. One time. You're like the giant skirt. One time. But no, I am very careful. It's not like I'm I'm, I'm frivolously speeding out I'm here. Not yeah, I'm not you do it, you do doing well that. Uh-huh. I'm not frivolously speeding. Yeah, I'm a nice job on that spot. Now, before we speaks. leave, I want to cool. get an update on Star International. We're looking for you. Where the hell you been? I just made five beats in one hour. Nice. <laughs> Normally, it takes me one hour at home to make one. <laughs> so tell me about what are beats? What is it? What's going on? Well, you know, just basically melodies. Just taking melodies and samples, putting them together. You know, just what makes like a rhythm. So making a pattern. So you have your hi-hats, you have your snares, you have your drum, you know, from your, your bass 808s, like structuring them and put them into a song so that's exactly what we listen to these days like let's that's exactly what you hear on the radio or on your phone like that's that's the beat you know it's just putting it's basically just putting sample and loops together and making a, a sound out of it that, that you can so you could purchase these beats of course right. is yeah. that what we're oh, doing yeah. and oh, all he needs course. is a wordsmith or you can purchase these beats if you like the you know, it's yeah. funny because we talked about a wordsmith we talked to Amadeus we talked to Eminem we talked to certain people about doing a poem poetry and then fitting it to your music and getting somebody to come here and sing it and see what happens. Yeah. So Wayne Henry wants to do opera via rock. Is he doing this Friday? I don't know because I haven't seen the mitt until today. So I need to talk oh, to the Friday. master. <laughs> Amit, how did they name you Amit? Um, my dad had my dad my dad had a band like back in like the 80s and 90s and he had a guy named Bunsey that sang for the band and Bunsey was from India and the day I, Bunsey was there the day I was born and it, he was the one that named me Amit. Amit in Hebrew means friend. That's all are I you know. He, are you Hebrewish? No. No, he's no, I, so, I mean, my background is Caribbean. I'm from Trinidad. You know, from the so how the hell we get Hebrew? So Mitt's a Hebrew name, not an Indian name? Wow. It's not, yeah, it's a, that's what I didn't get, too. That's but, interesting. Um, my family, like, my grandparents were Hindu. Like, their parents were Hindu that migrated to Trinidad, and that's where they grew up. And um, I actually, my dad was Christian, and that's that's the religion I, I, I took up. But I grew up in Hinduism, actually. Have you ever been to India? No. But, okay, so Trinidad. Yeah, been to Trinidad. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you love pain? What is it? Do you love pain? Pain? Yeah. You no. like to be in pain? No. You know what it means? <laughs> so you went on Facebook and you told the world, okay, tell me about your unemployment woes. Are you insane? <laughs> <laughs> Have you lost your mind? I see these folks. <laughs> How many thousands of people contacted you? Uh, I mean, up until just now, I yeah. feel like 50 or 60 a day right now. That's nothing. Wait till they find out that you're back in business. I saw he put it on Facebook. I'm back. What's the problem? Tell me. I said, is it's this like, guy insane? It's because like I like I've been trying to get caught up. Like you know, I, for instance, I just moved. You know, like last night, yesterday. I'm so happy. Got a nice room, bed. I had great sleep. Even though I didn't sleep for like as many hours as I wanted to, it was a good sleep. But um, you know, I'm still trying to keep keep updated with the people because there's still a lot of questions that they have. And like still till today, I'm still trying to push them to do a Zoom. You know, going to Zoom calls. I've made, I've been doing a tutorial. I made that video. That thing is doing nice. Like I just sent it out again. You know, to just kind of give them the tools to help them. You know, because I'm just one person. It's very hard. So at least if I can spread the knowledge and the tools. About unemployment. So I like to ask these questions, like I'm back or what's going on with unemployment, so I can kind of keep updated myself. If it's something new that comes up, like today, I had a I had a new error that came up yesterday, actually. 
and I solved it today, this morning, where it was, um, they're asking again for, for information about wages and, and work and stuff like everybody. And all they need you to do again is uh, submit your 2019 tax return, which we've done like three times already in the last like year. Well, the system right now is in a turn. Yeah. Because they don't want to commit to a system that's going to change once Biden gets his way. He's going to force his way to put in the new system. So it's going to be 400 a week and the whole night, that whole thing. So they don't want to stop and go, stop and go, because you're going to have to do it again and again and again. So until these clowns in Washington decide what they're going to do, you're going to be in this holding pattern. Now, are people getting their money? Yeah, well, some. That's, that's where the problem is. It's stopping people from getting their money. I have this one lady that's pregnant, and she hasn't got paid in five weeks, and I have another person that's almost like can't like they can't pay their rent. Their their landlord's kicking them out, and it's 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 too much. And that's why I still stick with it because there are people out there that need that help. But like those people out there are struggling. There's good people out but there. But isn't there a there mandate they can't be kicked out right now? That, I thought so. I have people still calling me saying they got evicted or the landlord's gonna you evict can't, them. To you can't do that. I, I, you gotta just find out what. Even the, last uh, year, people were still getting evicted last. Could have been until the January thirty first. I don't even know anymore. Yeah. Well, you know what emit means, so this is so perfect for you. It's a male name of Indian or Hebrew origin. Oh, okay. Emit means infinite or boundless. You know, I, I, like I always tell myself, I don't know, it was weird. You know, did you know, like, my birthday is one thing that I was saying that the president goes in the office on my birthday? January 20th is also National DJ Day. There you go. It's just weird, right? Yeah, you know, the signs closed. are always there. And I was also born on MLK Day. <laughs> it just flows, you see. Now we we loaded up and we delivered yesterday um, stimulus check. Stimulus check, and we also put in surrender. Misco oh yeah. So surrender. we put that. I, I want to surrender right now. Like, I saw surrender all over the place. People were talking about it. It's hey, a great song. I see surrender all the time. Yeah, I'm and I submitted the <laughs> song for Slick. I sent it to the NFL, um, the Super Bowl, because I wanted to see if it would have some legs being with what's happening in Washington. Mm -hmm. uh, and they wrote back, and this is where receipt of your song. It would have been nicer to accompany it with a video, but my friend here is very busy. Um, so we'll see what happens. So you, listen, you never know, even if it's a short stay, because there is a part of the song that you can actually use if you think about what's going on right now. Yeah. Uh, it's very really clever. We still got to make a dance, man. We, no, we can make a dance for we it, and dance. we can just make something for the chorus. We right. should make a dance. Yeah, Eminem is a dancer, isn't she? She says she wasn't feeling well, so she'll be in later this Eminem? week. She's a dancer. We could put her to dance. Oh, you know yeah, we can put, oh, we can put all the new interns to dance. dance. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. Listen, listen you, got, you got me on, you got me on the music. Don't, don't, don't push your luck. No, but I can actually dance. I can actually dance, though. I can, you know, I can, can cut you? a rug. I see you dance. I can cut a rug, you know. I see you guys are looking to record your own music or use Amit's beats or have Slick help you record, let us know. Stars International, always give us a call. 866-224-5422. Great show, everyone. Have a wonderful, wonderful Tuesday. Stay warm. It's getting even colder outside. Tomorrow's going to be in the 30s. Yes, and then it's going to warm up for the weekend. Oh, Super Bowl is going to be wet. It's going to rain. You know what that means. Tampa wins.
If it rains, Tampa wins. wins. <laughs> no, that's a fact. That's a fact. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow at 9 a.m. drive time. And don't be late. <laughs>